Welcome to a special edition of the Buck Stops here, the official audio show of NotInHallOfFame.com. And I've got with me Jordan Dunlop. And Jordan, I've become a big fan of your YouTube channel. I just want to promote that first. Uh, Jay Dunlop, uh, Dunlop, Dunlop TV. And yeah. there's so much great stuff on there. If you just tell everyone what it is, and then I think as soon as you do that, you'll see exactly, everyone will know exactly why I wanted you on the show today. Okay, cool. So, um, so as he said, my name is Jordan Dunlap, and basically what I do with my YouTube channel is um, I touch on a lot of topics concerning like Black history, but um, specifically uh, like this podcast, I'll just tell y'all that I have a YouTube series I've been working on since uh, summer of last year. It's called Journey Through Journeys, and basically what that is is uh, a, a YouTube series about the stories of the Negro leagues and. The jerseys part is uh, on the videos, I'm, I'm always wearing a jersey that represents a particular team or a particular Negro League player. And I'm just going into um, the stories of like how they were founded and like um, kind of like, you know, where, like where if they play at a certain stadium, you know, where's that stadium now? And, you know, what, you know, that, so that that's basically kind of what I do with that series. And everything that actually we're both wearing uh, baseball jerseys today, you got your World Series champion. I, I, I went oh, yeah. with the, went yeah, with the Yamaguri Giants. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, I have heard about like uh, Asian teams too. I got, when, yeah. as I was doing research in Negro League stuff, I have seen some stuff like that come up. Yeah, I got, actually got to see a game in Tokyo with, with this team a long, long time ago, probably before you came into existence, which shows how old <laughs> I am. Oh wow! But uh, so what was it like? What was what would you say the difference is between like uh, like American baseball and, and uh, Tokyo baseball? Biggest difference I found right away is they're chanting nonstop. It kind of had that college football atmosphere. Okay. So there there was a bit of that going on. Uh, I think that was the, the biggest difference for me. Uh, okay. Although when I went there, it would have been 1991, and I saw a former Toronto Blue Jam from Toronto originally, and. Okay. Uh, Lloyd Mosby go go deep and so for me it was pretty cool seeing a Blue Jay uh, you know which is my team sort of do that right right, right. Mm-hmm. actually speaking of Canada you know um it's like a lot of times like really when I started going to see it I would just kind of go and search like a different state and just Negro Leagues to see mm-hmm. what would come up because you know if you search Negro Leagues like it'll give you like a little list of teams but like there's also but there's always been like you know black baseball teams that Maybe they weren't part of the, weren't necessarily part of the official Negro leagues, but they were still kind of, they're still kind of important part of that story. And like sometimes I, I'd find little surprises. Like I found a, a black baseball team in Montana. That was like probably my biggest <laughs> surprise of me. But specifically about Canada, I didn't find any Negro league team in Toronto, but in, um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was a, oh, that found is one baseball team that was based in Canada called the Chatham All Stars. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, I think I saw that uh, the Blue Jays actually wore their jerseys one day, uh, or like they do. I think they do that every year. So just kind of give you a little little history about a uh, Canadian baseball and its connection to. And like actually a lot of uh, a lot of black uh, a lot of players from the Negro leagues I think actually went over to Canada. Uh, for a little bit of time, like after they played the Negro League and stuff. Yeah, there's such a rich, uh, yeah. rich history of, of all of this. Actually, I just learned recently about uh, a black league in uh, hockey league in Nova Scotia. Oh yeah, yeah. That I learned. I, I learned about that too last year. Um, um, it was actually uh, 
it's actually kind of a plan for mine to do a little because like I have other than Jonathan Drugs, I also have another series I do called Hoops, which is basically like that, but about like uh black pioneers of basketball. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to do one for like every sport. So like I definitely have an idea for uh for hockey. And like I think the first one I'm probably gonna do it on is uh Willie O'Ree because yep. he's the first uh black man to make it to the NBA. Yeah, and it's sort of interesting, like, because uh, I'm actually a Canadian, so growing up, we didn't learn really anything about him. I didn't know about him until I was an adult. Wow. So I, I think, you know, there's certainly a lot to sort of be done, or, I, it, but it's it's also weird, too, like, we what, growing up, uh, not growing up, I would have been an adult then, uh, Jerome Aginla of Flames is, mm-hmm. you know, one of, the, one of the greatest Canadian players. I don't remember ever thinking, well, he's, he's the greatest Black player, but yeah. there's also that, diff- I guess... A bit of a difference between Canada and the U.S. Not that we're some post-racial paradise, we're not, but I'd like to think we're a little more colorblind, maybe. Hmm. But that might be a topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, another reason I really wanted to have you on, uh, specifically, actually, is the Baseball Hall of Fame has announced two of their group of finalists, and the one that I really want to look at is the early baseball era. Uh, which right. this year has got seven past Negro League players, or, or six, and one one um, one person who was known for a manager uh, for his managerial prowess. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm trying to think. I think well over a couple decades since they've actually nominated any past Negro League player. I, I think they thought they were finished, incorrectly yeah. so. Uh, right. Before we went uh, live, you and I talked about the one person who. I've talked about that on my weekly, sh- uh, weekly Hall of Fame show that I thought there was a lot of push for him. He was recently featured in the New York Times and that's Buck O'Neill. And I'd like to get yeah. your, your take on why this should be the year he becomes a baseball Hall of Famer. Um, well, I mean, for starters, you know, when you're doing research on Negro Leagues and stuff, I feel like there's always like a couple of names that will always stick out. There's a uh, Josh Gibson, Satchel Paige, mm-hmm. um, John Donaldson and a couple others, but one that sticks out a lot is Buck O'Neill because, you know, he he played for the this team called the Kansas City Monarchs, which, again, if you do some research on the Negro Leagues, that's, I think, I want to say that's probably like the team that's going to come up. It's probably the most popular, like it was so popular that last year they had a whole four commercial with um, yes. um, Jim Robinson. Um, so, I mean, you know, Buck was like um, – because I was doing a little background research on it myself just before this interview, and, like, he was, like, the first black head coach in the MLB, you know. So, like, he was – so he might not have been the first black player in the MLB, but he definitely broke a color barrier in doing that. And then if we're going to – if you're going to put uh, players from the Negro League in the Hall of Fame, you know, that, that guy – he's somebody who I feel like should have been inducted in there – um, I felt like I should have did it like when he was alive, actually, you know. Mm. But I mean, I don't know what I, I don't I don't I don't know like what the exactly what the process was like back then or like why exactly he didn't get inducted. But you know, I, I think also too he was on on the actual committee, mm-hmm. so it becomes almost a conflict of interest. And as I'm doing, my, I was I was doing my research on him. Statistic wise, he might not have been the person to put in, but he became a living body embodiment of the history of that league. 
for decades. Like he was the go-to for everything. And when you're looking at a veteran ballot, now it's not like when we're looking at a modern era ballot where you're really just looking at the body of work on the diamond for for the most part. In this case, this is where you're looking at what he did as a player, as a coach, as a spokesman, a historian, an ambassador, everything. And just from every account, just the greatest guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I also read to a lot of people who have uh, had an opportunity to meet him. Just kind of always say he was really a really cool person and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of one thing that, you know, is a little bit, um, that's what I'm looking for. It's a, it's a little bit frustrating, a little bit about when doing this Negro League stuff because a lot of people that uh, you know you do research on, unfortunately, are no longer here. You know, I've been fortunate to right. to meet up to. I've I've made I've made I'm faced with friends. There's actually one guy that used to play in the Negro Leagues, um, but um, I was kind of you know kind of you know what speech I do want to do is start like interviewing people who like you know either play for the Negro Leagues or like have family members that play for the Negro Leagues like putting that as a part of as a part of the series just to kind of you know because I feel like it's a part of letting people see like you know this wasn't just like a thousand years ago it's just like you know you know it wasn't that long ago like some of these people are still alive and they still you know have a story that's you know relevant to tell Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, given, and I think especially given the, everything that's happened these, in this past year with uh, the, the increased focus on uh, racial issues and uh, Black history and stuff, I definitely, right. and, and then give, given last year was the year when they made a decision to make the Negro Leagues, you know, kind of like major league, you know, to officially recognize them Mm-hmm. as such you know which it always I, was i mean it's yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. one of those things when uh I, when that sort of happened my first thought was well didn't we always sort of know that it was but i think what also sort of helped is and i, I don't know if you're like myself and maybe when you're doing some research then you baseball reference and all the sports reference sites are, are such mm-hmm. great tools and now a lot of their stats are now available on yeah. on on that just to make it so so much more accessible than it ever used to be uh that certainly helps and sadly had it not been for the events of 2020 i don't know that we'd necessarily be seeing uh these seven men on this list maybe we would yeah. maybe we wouldn't i don't know but if there's anyone i'm cheering for more than anyone of all 20 because there's another group of course it's got to be Buck O'Neill. I can't think of anyone who deserves it more. And that's not to disrespect any of the other 19 people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, he's definitely deserved it. It's definitely uh, long overdue. I would say it's long overdue. Yeah. Uh, Another name uh, that I was not aware of him that much, uh, John Donaldson. Yeah. yeah. 14 no hitters I, I read and they believe he had over 400 wins. Right. Right. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> how did he get left behind you think um you know it's probably a lot of different reasons but i think because you know you also gotta think too like with the negro leagues i feel like like your average person even sometimes your average baseball fan probably has right only even doesn't even have much of an idea they just kind of know like okay jackie robinson came in 
you know, he integrated the league, but they don't always they don't know like, okay, well before he integrated the league, you know, he had to play in a different league because that's what the times were back mm-hmm. then and stuff like that. So like a lot of people, you know, and then, you know, a lot of the at the time that these Negro League players played, most of the coverage they got was in like black newspapers, like, you know, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Courier and you know, stuff like that. So like if you wasn't if you if you weren't reading those newspapers like that. And you probably would have, wouldn't have the, wouldn't have really a bit, a, a big idea of like what was going on over there, and you know, really wouldn't know about all the talent that existed over there. Like, uh, for instance, like you know, Josh Gibson, they called him like the Black Babe Ruth, for for example, and like, uh, I didn't even know he existed until like, um, like twenty. 2020 2019 2020 I didn't even know he until then I didn't even know that he even existed but like you know just to give you some background like I'm I'm more like I'm not like I guess the biggest baseball fan I'm like a fan of the Braves because you know been here and stuff like that but you know even being like a casual baseball fan I knew about like Babe Ruth and stuff like that you know and so like um it just kind of just goes to show you how um how big the reach of um, of baseball of baseball is, you know, like I used to, like I used to, um, I guess I was more of a fan of it when I was a kid, um, but you know, like I said, I'm still a big Braves fan, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's like you know, even the casual baseball fan knows about Babe Ruth, but not, but the casual baseball fan might not know about Josh Gibson and. He's said to have had more home runs than Babe Ruth, uh, mm-hmm. even more than Hank Aaron. Even like they said, he had like eight hundred um, right. home runs. And I guess that's also, also too what when I'm looking at Donaldson, uh, a lot of this was before World War II, and I think the push finally to integrate really happened around the World War II era and post post that. So when a lot of people are looking at that era or that league rather, your the first focus would be on the, the stars of the forties, not necessarily the ones of the twenties, thirties, or even before. And like another gentleman who is nominated this year, uh, Bud Fowler, uh, and this is a name I was not familiar with, uh, beginning in the late 1800s, which, I mean, a lot of us forget that baseball didn't just start in the World Series era of 1901. It was going on for a good 30, 40 years before that. And here's someone who not only was, from what I've read, just a great player, but uh, also he would become a manager. Right. So a very complete career. But I wonder if and it's, hard, it's weird to say recency bias when we're talking about all people who are no longer with us. But right. Not only do we not have, we barely have any newspaper clippings at all. So, do you think Fowler has any shot here? Um, that might be a little bit hard. Um, because, mm. like you said, that you know, they'll have to do a lot more research into his background to really, um, to really, I guess, make that happen, I guess. Mm. But, um, you know, anything is possible, yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, Vic Harris, uh, another player, a player also who became a manager l- later on. Uh, from what I've learned, I believe to have had a lifetime batting average of 305. So maybe not the prototypical power hitter, but right. long, valuable career. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I think that, you know, I think a lot of those players, like, you know, they get nominated, they have to have done something to even get up to that recognition. I guess it's just up to the, um, it's up to the, I guess the committee to really determine like who they feel is is worthy of, um, of being awarded that slot. Yeah, and that's what sort of scares me. Cause often with these committees, they don't necessarily like adding people. I've always, especially when Joe Morgan was a part of it, a uh, great player, but uh, one of those small hall guys. Right. Just uh, Goose Gossage is another one like that who just seems to prefer not to add any other people to the club. Uh, it might be a little bit, it feels like it's a totally different vibe this year, but. I'm, I have a lot of cautious optimism this year. Right, right, uh, right. Here, Here's a name I just love learning about, uh, Grant Home Run Johnson. And first, if, you're, if your nickname is Home Run, how do I not love you already? Exactly. <laughs> uh, 30 years of baseball, they say, a power, and a power hitter in an era when there wasn't any. Mm. That's... Yeah, that, that should be a shoo-in right there. I mean, that's like, he's like a, almost like a pioneer in that regards. Absolutely. Uh, of course, Buck O'Neill. Uh, another one a name that I've been reading seems to be getting a little bit, quite a bit of uh, momentum. Uh, another great nickname, Dick Cannonball Redding. Mm. Cannonball. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how you, it's, it's like when uh, years ago, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays traded for Mookie Wilson. My uncle says to me, well, of course we love him. His name's Mookie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate anybody named Mookie. Uh, <laughs> known for his fastball long career i don't know if that's gonna if, if he's gonna make it uh any thoughts on him um not really like you know when i'm doing like a lot of these researches like i'm it's kind of this, this is a little bit new to me so like i'm not always familiar with like mm-hmm. with everybody like some a lot of the names you mentioned like i've, I've seen before and i'm familiar with but right. um I, I but i will do some more research on after after yeah. now though i'll have to look i'll look more into them and the other one uh, is George Tubby Scales, uh, infielder, pitcher. Uh, apparently, he was a curveball specialist, and like a lot of uh, players, who he became a manager. So, uh, this is some some really talented people. Uh, just for to put everything in perspective, there are three other people who were nominated: Lefty O'Doul. A little surprised at that one. No disrespect to Mr. O'Doul, but his career was a little bit too brief, I think. Uh, Ali Reynolds, who's always seems to be nominated for this, but just never gets in. And uh, Bill Dolan, who is someone who I've been championing quite quite a bit, uh, just in terms of modern statistics. Uh, if you were to have a vote, and presumably just say you could vote for three of these people, who would it be? Okay, well, of course, Buck, um, John, mm-hmm. of course, and then for that third one, I think there had to be a toss-up between um, um, Cannonball and um, who's the guy whose nickname was Home Run? Um, oh, yeah. So we scroll down here. Grant Home Run Johnson. Yeah, it would probably, my third would probably be a toss-up between those two. Right. Uh, uh, have you taken a look at the other group who, who have been nominated from the Golden Days era? Golden Days era. Um, no, nah, not really, but um, I can let's see. Golden Days era of baseball, they got nominated for the Hall of Fame. Um, 
I haven't really taken too much of a look into it. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see. Yeah, there's uh, while you're doing that, like the one name that is, I don't know if it's perceived to be a lot, but just again, a lot of momentum. The, the Phillies just retired his jersey, uh, Dick Allen, former MVP. Oh, yeah, I've heard that name before. Yeah, so that's someone who oh, I'm, yes. you know, Dick Allen, Minnie Minoso, Billy Pitch, mm -hmm. right? Uh, see so for yeah, just for those ones here. Just again, if you had a vote, so we've got Dick Allen, uh, Ken Boyer, another former MVP, two-time champion, uh, Gil Hodges. For reasons I will never understand, when I started the site ten years ago, about well, seven years ago, there was a giant argument from a bunch of people about Gil Hodges. I, with all the content I have, I never thought that would be the one that had the most contentious argument, <laughs> Gil Hodges. But here we are. Uh -huh. Uh, Jim, Jim Cott, uh, Roger Maris, who statistically is the weakest person, but he's probably the most historically known for breaking Babe Ruth's record in 1961. Uh, Taking them all. Yeah. Um, Minoso, uh, manager Danny Murtaugh, Tony Oliva, Oliva Pierce, and Maury Wills. All right. Well, uh, I guess between, I'm just looking at, um, just looking through some of these names right here. Um, I would probably say, um, I think I would, I would probably will vote for uh, Manny Minoso. Um, just looking at his uh, stats, he batted 0.52 in 11 games, 5-2-5 in 11 games. Oh, wow, he was the first black Cuban in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, also too, uh, granted it was a bit of a stunt, They they, brought him back out to bat in one game in 76 and then in 1980, which made him the first player to actually appear in five decades. Oh yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That, yeah. I feel like, um, for his step and it said that he was, uh, oh wow. He was eligible in 1970. Wow. Yeah. So he's, they've been trying to get him mm -hmm. in there yeah. for phenomenal story. Uh, another person who, if, if they worry about character and that's, a whole other kettle of fish. I mean, Minoso is definitely should definitely be a lock. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, character is one of those things. When we look at halls of fame, I mean, there's a lot of people in all halls of fame that maybe shouldn't be, if that's a criteria. But is it what you do on the field, or is it not? I don't know. And I think it should be like a combination of just like you know what you do on the field, and I think mm -hmm. just your overall impact, which is why um, you know there should be more. More Negro League players definitely in um, because mm -hmm. of the uh, the impact that they had on the game. Um, man, look at that. Yeah, uh, definitely. That many many Minoso's uh, stats, and I was like, wow, because like you know, one thing that even though it's called the Negro Leagues, like a lot of um, they had a lot of Latino players, like the Cuba and stuff that played. Well, and that's where Minoso started too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a lot. You see, and they had a lot of the. Um, Cubans that played in there too and like I always thought that was kind of uh kind of interesting how that kind of how that kind of mixed like that mm -hmm. um but yeah no definitely um man, this, make, this makes me want to do a little more research into like some of these golden era players because you know it's um even though I focus on Negro Leagues on my series like uh, I think especially ironically I feel like since I started the series uh I think I started regaining my love for baseball that I had when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I do. I think now I will say I think a part of that was seeing the Braves get to the World Series. That was, you know, that was a little. It it helps when your hometown team or your favorite team certainly does well. I know that. Yeah. I am always a lot more invested when the Jays are, oh, are good. Uh, when they're not, it's not as easy to get into. And back to your original point uh, in terms of Negro League players getting in, the key word that I think sometimes people forget is the word, the first word isn't baseball, it's national. Yeah. So the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. So this is all about organized baseball in the United States and what yeah. was accomplished in those leagues. Oh, and yeah. I'm sure, and there's certainly a lot of the players uh, in the majors in the 20s, 30s, 40s who have said uh, that Josh Gibson was the greatest hitter they ever saw, that they want, and a lot of them wanted to go up against the best, and they yeah. couldn't do it. Granted, there were a lot of them who were assholes, putting it bluntly. Yeah, and then, you know, with Josh, like, you know, they said that um, people thought that he should, they thought that he should have been the one to integrate baseball, said Jack Robinson, because, like, they said that he was actually a better, a better player. But at that point, Robinson probably would have been the better player. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I think. Uh, so when did Josh Gibson pass away? Is it was that- like he passed away, and I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like the same, either the same year or like a year before Jackie Robinson actually integrated the league um make sure i got my um um yeah january uh 20th 1947 is when he passed um all right so that would have been about six months before yeah 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 Yeah. which you know when i was doing the video on josh Gibson, i found that information i was like man this is kind of crazy how people thought that he should have been the one to integrate the league and then like six had they died. done it before world war ii he probably would have been mm. he, probably, he probably would have been the person for that uh because when robinson was chosen uh the way i understood it it wasn't so much that he was the best player but because there yeah. was probably at least because you wanted to make sure it was a a great player and there were probably 40 50 to choose from but one that was going to handle the verbal and emotional yeah, the kind of, barrage. Yeah. The video started cutting out a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, just, just the type of stuff that, that he would have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I remember from like reading about him and of course seeing the movie, like how um, they kind of, how like, you know, they kind of picked him because they wanted to, you know, someone that could probably deal with more of the stuff more so than some of the other players could, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, it, I guess it ended up working out in the end because, you know, because of that, now we have more of a diversity in, in the league. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I would like, I definitely would love to have seen, um, um, I guess, Josh, uh, a Josh Gibson in the um, in Major League Baseball. I really think that he could have, mm-hmm. uh, he, he definitely would have, uh, probably would have gave a really good show you know absolutely absolutely and 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 so many and so many of that uh with that uh where can people find you on twitter um so my twitter is the same as my youtube and the same as my instagram it's jdunlapcb um the series that i'm working on is called journey to jerseys and you know it's, it's all it's um 
you go to my YouTube channel, there's like a playlist that says Journey to Jersey's on there. You can go there and just um, find out um, just, you know, information about different Negro League scenes. I actually just recently put out an episode about the Dayton Marcos, which is like one of the, uh, actually one of the original eight teams of the, uh, of the Negro Leagues um, that was started in 1920 by Ruth Foster. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I actually just put that out a couple of weeks ago. So definitely uh, check that out. And the next ones I'm planning on doing are ones on the, uh, the Miami Giants and um, on the Indianapolis Clowns, which actually uh, Hank Aaron used to play for. Mm. And so I'm hoping to get both of those in before uh, the end of this year. Um, but yeah, if people want to learn more about my series, I can definitely check out, check me out on all platforms, Jay Dunlap series. Okay, thanks so much for coming on. And with that, everyone stay safe. All right, thank you.